Hi, I'm Patricia Grobarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So, Katina, you have an article to share with us today. Want to give us a sneak peek before we chat a little bit about life? Yes. So, um, in our podcast and on our website and just in general, uh, you may have heard about job satisfaction as a concept. And uh, it's been around for 8 million years, and we've basically thought about it in, this, <laughs> in the same way. And this article uh, basically demonstrates that thinking about it in a different way, thinking about job satisfaction as it relates to meaning in your work, and there's multiple facets of meaning that we can talk about, um, actually tells you more about whether or not you'll be well and happy in your life than thinking about job satisfaction in the way that probably most of our listeners have heard about it uh, in their work lives or if they've looked through the research before. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to hear more. I hear it's a brand new article, so I haven't read it yet. So I'm yes. very excited yes. to hear you tell me all about it. Hot off the presses. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but before we jump into that, uh, how's everything going with you? How are you settling in post honeymoon? Um, good. This week's better. Last week was rough. Um, but this week I'm definitely kind of back more in the groove and feeling like kind of back to normal doing my thing good um it's good yeah it's good yay i the post-wedding depression has started to subside <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um while i am sad it's over i am no longer like dwelling on it the yeah. same way i maybe was last week that's a good thing um <laughs> yeah yeah i've uh, overcome that to some extent <laughs> um now i'm just like wishing it was summer so bad yeah. because you know, when we were in Hawaii, the weather was gorgeous. I got like a tan. I felt like all summery and I was like, yay, I'm going to come back. And it's, you know, May, mid-May, it's going to be beautiful. Summer's here. And it's like rained yesterday and yeah. it's been so cold. I'm like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. I live in LA. It should not be happening. Yes. So I'm very sad about that. <laughs> I agree. I feel like I'm ready for summer. I don't want any more delay. And I just like feel like I want to be... Well, I want to get my foot free from this cast, which is happening in like five days, which I'm so Yay. happy about. And then that'll be better because at least I can like free my leg when it's like hot. You know, I can't, I don't, yeah, because I'll have like a big boot thing, but it's like removable, obviously. Um, permanent boot <laughs> would be bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so like I want this thing off my leg and then I want to be free with my life. And also, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to be under this cast when I take it off. So I need to prepare that for summer before I, <laughs> before I do anything. So cast off Aww. leg preparation and then I can start living a summery life. Oh yeah. Your leg's probably going to be all <laughs> weird. Be so, all mushy. Uh, yeah. Well, and yeah, mushy and just like, I don't know. It's going to be very like hairy under there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's an easy, <laughs> easy fix. fix. That's an easy, easy fix. fix. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah. Has it been warm out there yet? It is warm, but it's not been that nice. Like right now it's mm. raining. It was thunderstorming earlier this morning. Um, and yeah, it's just been kind of like bleh. And there were a couple nice days over the past weekend. And um, I know that... Uh, some folks listening are related to or are the people that I'm going to talk about. But over the past uh, weekend, my cousin Seamus and his fiance Ange uh, came to visit me as a surprise um, because Cute. I've been like stuck on the couch and whatever. So they came to visit me 
And uh, the one day that they were there is actually super nice outside. So um, we went to like a brewery for a couple hours and then went back home so I could put my leg back up. But <laughs> but uh, but that that was nice. But there haven't been that many nice days, unfortunately. Yeah, we've had like, I mean, it again, it's when I say it's cold, it's like not actually cold. It's like in the 60s. So um, for people that are not in California, that is not probably not cold to you. But to me, it's cold. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like waiting for it to be like in the 70s and sunny all the time. And it's been like kind of cloudy and and there's been rainy days. Like we actually had a thunderstorm yesterday, too. I mean, granted, it lasted like five minutes. Yeah. And it was the weirdest storm ever. It was super sunny. And then all of a sudden it got really dark and then we had a thunderstorm and then it was super sunny and warm again. And oh. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, that's It was weird. so strange. It was not something that we ever see here. Um, so it's it's actually not like freezing cold but like it's memorial day weekend yeah this coming weekend and i that's like beach weekend that's yeah. like the weekend that summer starts everyone goes to the beach yeah but it's supposed to rain on sunday oh, and boo. it's only supposed to be like 64 degrees on monday and i'm like what the heck boo. like i'm not gonna go and sit out on the beach like right when it's raining or in the 60s like it's not warm enough um so i'm very sad because that's generally what i do on memorial day weekend yeah. is go to the beach and I guess I'll like go to the beach and maybe walk around, but I don't know. I yeah. probably won't like beach it up. So, Bummer. well, I hope that the weather has a sudden change of plans and it says <laughs> not, not today, Patricia, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice for you. You can have your beach time. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish. Are you doing anything for the long weekend? Uh, well, our friends, uh, Anthony and Katie, are coming to visit. Uh, usually I go to the shore for um, Memorial Day weekend with my family. But this year with all the leg crap, I, I'm just like, we're not doing that. Because also, like, anything sand, like, if I get sand in there, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that makes sense so i was like i wouldn't want to be near the beach with that either yeah i, I was it. like i think that i should just stay home for one more weekend and then figure out a time to get to the beach later um but yeah so we're trying to uh stick around dc and our friends are coming to visit so that'll be fun um and yeah yeah so that'll all be good my parents are um leaving for the shore today my brother and all my aunts and uncles and cousins but we had a like little surprise birthday party for my brother his birthday was on monday so we had a surprise little surprise birthday party for my brother here uh so i just got to see a bunch of my family and cousins and whatever so while i will miss them i did just see most of them anyway so it'll be okay it'll be okay and then you won't have like weird raw scratched up yes yes so probably better (laughs) yes i'll be far less grumpy (laughs) if i don't have that (laughs) yeah agreed and then you can go to the beach when you're able to like remove your foot yes and wash it yes when it's sandy (laughs) remove my foot (laughs) from the from from the boot not like actually take it off of you but like that'd be kind of cool from the boot that might make things even easier if you could just remove your foot entirely i could just leave it here and let it heal and come back and find it later yeah put on a replacement foot i mean why not science it sounds great make it make it happen um well good i'm glad that we're both gearing up for a um long weekend even if we're a little bit limited in our activities we'll still have some time to relax which is good and hey sitting on Mm -hmm. the couch and doing nothing can sometimes be fun as well very true 
true. Very true. I'm sure we'll do something, but we won't lay on the beach, so that's okay. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. You can lay That'll on the fine. couch and pretend you're on the beach. <laughs> Just turn on all the lights in the house so it's like sun is on me. Like put like put on one, my sunglasses. One like light, uh, like one like lamp burning on you. <laughs> Just lay there with your sunglasses on. That'd be fun. Perfect. That sounds ideal. And you know my couch is a little bit more comfortable than sand. So yeah, I mean, I, will, I agree. You know, I agree. I'll give it that. I agree. <laughs> Awesome. Well, so let's talk about your article. Okay. I'm curious now about this job satisfaction definition that's changed and how they're measuring it and what that looks like. So tell yeah. me, tell me all the things. What's the article and what do I need to know? Yes. So the article just came out in the Journal of Business and Psychology, and it's called Meaning-Based Job-Related Well-Being, Exploring a Meaningful Work Conceptualization of Job Satisfaction. And it's by Teresa Rothhausen and Kevin Henderson. So okay. um, basically, as I was mentioning before, they um, tried to demonstrate that the way that people have thought about job satisfaction for years and years and years. So like for people who are listening that don't know, like, and you know, Patricia, like there's been like 50 to 75 years worth of research on job satisfaction. And we've basically mm -hmm. thought about it in a pretty narrow way. So uh, more or less like how happy are people with their tasks in their job? How happy are people with their relationships in their job? And how happy are they with like the general organizational structure that they work in? And companies have kind of taken a, a you know, hint from that and also conceptualized job satisfaction in a similar way. And a lot of the engagement measures out there now follow that same kind of focus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, engagement's definitely like a, we have just changed the name. Yes. But it's basically the same exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for us, like in IO, we talk a lot about job satisfaction, but for people out there, like engagement is a buzzier term, but it basically means the same thing. And a lot of what I've seen organizations, a lot of the popular tools for measuring engagement and a lot of what I've seen organizations do when they come up with their own, like, you know, in-house ways of measuring engagement aligns a lot with, you know, how much do you like the people that you work with? How much do you like your supervisor? How much do you like your coworkers? How much do you like the job itself? How much do you like the organization that you're in? Like basically asking people the extent to which they're happy with certain facets of their job. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's how we thought about job satisfaction. And basically what this article argues is that we've learned a lot about what actually makes people happy in a job since the time that people started conceptualizing job satisfaction in this way. And a lot of what we've learned is that there are other important things for predicting well-being besides those outcomes. So there's a lot of things, and we've covered some of this research in the podcast before, on meaning and impact and family and work-life balance and uh, you know thinking about how you can create the life that you want and professional development, things like that, that we haven't really taken as much into account in the job satisfaction literature as we could. So they came up with a new mm -hmm. way of conceptualizing job satisfaction that actually ends up being better at predicting whether or not you'll be well at work. Interesting. And you know what it actually kind of sounds like? Some companies have done engagement where they look at things like, um, you know, benefits and yeah. work-life balance and, and some of those different areas you just mentioned. Yep. Um, so it kind of sounds like it's almost like research is like, okay, well, companies are measuring this in some, in some way or another for a while, like we probably should be taking this into the research yeah. too in a better, more meaningful way because those things are also important. Yeah. And we aren't 
measuring it the way probably we should be yeah um, in the research world yeah absolutely and they did a bunch of studies in this paper so i won't get into each individual study but they tested this measure uh in samples of uh in in smaller samples but across all the samples uh, it's over 800 employees that they have, which is a pretty big study mm. um, and and definitely enough power to tell us whether or not this is predicting uh, over and above job satisfaction. So the basic idea is that they gave people the old version of job satisfaction um, measure and asked them to fill it out. And then they gave people the new version and they looked at how those predicted things like um, engagement on the job or inclusion on the job, intentions to leave the job, work-family conflict, life, like overall life satisfaction. And what they basically found across all these studies is that even when you take these regular levels of job satisfaction into account, do I like my actual job tasks? Do I like the people I work with? Do I like the organization that I'm in? Even when they looked at those things and took out what was contributing to well-being from those aspects, the new aspects of job satisfaction still continued to tell us more information about what would make people well compared to the old, the old scale. So this adds something new in terms of predicting whether or not people are going to want to leave their jobs, whether they're going to perceive that their work and family are conflicting, and whether they're just going to be generally happy with their lives overall. Oh, that's so cool. I, I like it. I'm excited that we're kind of thinking about job satisfaction a little bit more broadly. Yeah. Um, because it is really, like you said, it, they're really looking at life overall. Like, how are you? How, are you happy outside of just the job, right? Like, yes, great. Maybe you like the job tasks, but then there's so many other things that are coming into play. Yeah. Um, that we maybe weren't talking about when we talked about job satisfaction. So making it a bigger concept, yeah, I think is is good. Yeah, and companies care about making people satisfied, and researchers care about making people satisfied with their job, and. Job satisfaction has historically been linked to productivity, but I think an interesting thing about broadening it out and making it more about this meaning-based uh, job satisfaction is thinking about what other kinds of things then will organizations spend time and money focusing on if they're thinking about satisfaction more broadly. So instead of just thinking about like, oh, we need to make the job more interesting or we need to make sure the supervisors are treating people well or coworkers are treating each other well or like the organizational structure is clear or um, not ambiguous or whatever the case may be, that instead of just thinking about those things, that it will maybe encourage people to think about how do I create a work environment that allows people to find this kind of meaning in their job and have an impact in their job as opposed to just thinking more kind of structurally or like brass tacks about it. And it also may, we also might find that when people are enhancing that part of their life, like it, that job satisfaction goes up, that it might be related to other things that maybe we haven't thought about the workplace as being so heavily related to, like physical health, for example. Uh, this kind of job satisfaction might be more related to those things, and we just haven't, haven't been aware of it. So it's always been the case that that's been true, but now that we're able to measure it and understand the impact, maybe we'll better get a sense of what the links are between other kinds of uh, health uh, outside and inside of the workplace that traditional job satisfaction wasn't really giving us a good window into. Yeah, I think that's really important because I'm just thinking about like some engagement surveys that I've seen and, you know, they, like I, like I said, they were me measuring some of those things like people's satisfaction with benefits or like 
are they happy with the training development they get? So it's kind of tangential to what you're talking about. It's like some similarities. Um, and people have been doing that kind of some companies have been doing engagement surveys like that um, on their own. And then they're seeing like relation. They're still looking at like relationships with performance. Yeah. But they're not really measuring any of the well-being side. So like, yeah, maybe if I'm really happy with all of my benefits or my work-life balance, I'm also still performing well. That makes sense. But we don't know the the rest of the picture that we could find through research. That's a lot harder to actually measure if you're just doing internal organizational research. If your company is doing that research, you don't gather that same type of data. Like you're not going to ask your employees about their physical health. Um, you really can't. Right. So you don't get that research. You don't get that information. You just know like, okay, it is important for performance. And then we can make that, a, we can guess that maybe it impacts well-being. But now that we're measuring it, on the research side of things, we could actually find out if that's the case. Yeah. And then companies will know, okay, well we can measure it for performance. So we can see that direct line here, but then we know from research that it actually impacts physical health. So even though we're not going to ask our employees about their physical health, we know that we're going to be helping improve them because we've seen this research. Yeah, totally. And I think it just broadens people's perspective on what they should be striving to affect. Um, so it's like, you know, yeah, we, we've been thinking about, you know, some of the traditional job satisfaction items are things like, you know, the I'm satisfied in general with the work tasks I do each day. I'm satisfied with the activities I do. I'm satisfied with the regular uh, p components of my job. I'm satisfied with the relationships I have with people I work with regularly. Um, I'm satisfied with the overall organizational structure within which I work. Like those are the kinds of things we've been thinking about. So if that's what you're measuring, when companies go to fix things, they're going to look to fix the things that they're measuring, right? So they're going to fix the tasks. They're going to fix. They're going to train people to be better at um, interpersonal skills. They're going to fix, uh, you know, how the structure is perceived by other people, or maybe some policies or rules or regulations that employees have to follow, or uh, nuts and bolts like how many vacation days do you get, or things like that, which are all important. But this new measure is pushing people to think about changing things in a new way. And then as you're changing those things in a new way, you're probably going to see an impact in a new way as well. Um, which I think is super important. So Katina, tell me a little bit more about the measure so that we can kind of understand what you mean by um, the types of changes people are going to be making with organizations if they think about things more broadly. So like you keep talking about meaning, et cetera. So I'd just like to know a little bit more about the nitty gritty. Yep. So they had several different dimensions uh, that were involved in this new measure. So the first is expression. So the idea that your job allows you to express important aspects of who you are. So the items are, my job allows me to express important aspects of who I am, how my job expresses, I'm satisfied with how my job expresses who I am, and I'm satisfied with the sense of integrity that I have with core aspects of myself in doing this job. So this is almost like an authenticity type measure. Uh, am I able to actually be who I want to be as a part of this job? And do I feel like this job is a good extension of who I see myself as? Um, That's interesting. So yeah. it goes to your identity to some degree. Yeah. About who you are and how your job complements that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And there's been a lot of literature on authenticity. And we've talked about authenticity mm -hmm. on the website before, too. So I think it sort of encompasses that. Do I feel like I can be who I am at work? And also, do I feel like my job really reflects who I am, which is so important to mm -hmm. people. Um, mm -hmm. Another dimension is satisfaction with development, which is very straightforward. I'm satisfied with the way my job contributes to my development. 
I'm satisfied with how my job continues uh, to facilitate my learning and growth. And I'm satisfied with the way I continue to grow and develop from doing my job. So um, am I getting opportunities to see myself growing as a person as a result of working here? Interesting. Yeah, the measures that I've seen that companies do in their engagement surveys are typically like, I think I'm getting enough, you know, training and development. So it's a little bit more like a benefits perspective versus like, I'm growing in my job. So I think that they could be, they're related, but it does seem to be slightly different focus where it's more about, am I growing and am I developing or versus like, you know, my company is giving me enough training. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really important one that we I don't see often in engagement surveys. There's some like again, somewhat sort of on the side of it, like um, you know, pride in the company, or if you feel like that your your understand your role in the company, like I'm how am I fitting into this bigger picture? So it's like sort of related, but like not quite as deep as what it sounds like they're measuring here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, they're trying to really get into this idea of, you know, do I see what I'm making on a daily basis, actually like going into the world and doing something that I think is cool. And the good thing about the measure, I think, is that it's not defining what that value or impact is. So everybody might have Mm -hmm. a different definition of what they see as being valuable. Um, So it's not like this, like helps people who are vulnerable or this, you know, like whatever. It's not specific. It's like whatever you value, is it, are you finding that value or purpose in the job? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, and then standard of living is another one. So instead of thinking about it, like, are you satisfied with your pay? They ask the question a little bit differently. Um, Are you satisfied with the way your job contributes to your overall life conditions? Are you satisfied Mm -hmm. with the income that your job provides so that you can take care of loved ones? And does your job provide enough money so that you're living the life that you want? So um, again, it's rooted in like, what do I see for myself in terms of what kind of life that I want? And is, is it matching with that instead of saying like, do I think that my pay is fair? For example, fair could be based on a market rate, but so I could think my pay is fair, but I might think it exceeds actually what I need, uh, to live a life that's comfortable and take care of my family. So I could think, but it's not enough for me to, um, take care of people that I care for or for me to feel comfortable, um, in life. So it asks the question a little bit differently. 
And I think that that actually, like, it's it's interesting because you went immediately towards um, a kind of a different way that I was thinking about it and how it would be different. Because I think in, when you're asked about pay in an engagement survey, for example, I feel like a lot of employees will say that they're you know, underpaid, they want more. Um, but it's be just because purely, like, from a, like, almost like an ambition perspective, like, I think I deserve to be paid more, right? Like, a lot of times people just like when they're looking for the next step in their career, the next step, whatever, they want more money. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with how they're, it's handling their life, right? So I might answer, like, for example, let's just pretend I'm taking one. I might say, I think I could use more money because, you know, I think, okay, well, I've been in this job for a while. I do a good job. I deserve more money. Right. right? Whatever. But then if I'm asked that question in this perspective, I would probably say, I don't necessarily need more money because right. I am living the life, right? Yeah. Um, granted, living living expenses are very high in, in LA. Right. So if I want to buy a house, yes, they have to give me like hundreds of thousands right, more, more right, dollars. Right. But that's not realistic. Right, right, right. <laughs> but like in general, um, you know, I think that from my perspective, when I was thinking about the question, I almost feel like the pay, the general pay question, like am I making enough or am I happy with my pay? I think people are – Personally, I think people are more likely to be negative about that. Yeah. Um, and then the ne- the other one is more realistic. Yep. Like positive or negative, depending on your situation. Um, you know, maybe you'd be answered more positively. Maybe you would still be answering negatively. I don't know. It depends on what role you're in and all of that. But I think that there's more of a more variability probably in the response to that question than yeah. the types of questions we generally see around pay. Yeah, because you're thinking about what do I actually need to be happy as opposed to what would sound nice or what do I want to tell people I make or what do I think my friends are making or, you know, it's a different kind of, it's a different lens to think about more necessity than it is to think about, or, you know, what is it that you actually want than to, than to think about why somebody should be paying you more just on principle. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, and a lot of times I think, you know, we've talked about pay fairness a lot. If you're not paying people fairly, they're probably going to feel that they're not getting what they should. And that's normal. Right. But if you're paying people fairly, a lot of times, if people just feel like they're not being recognized by the company, they could feel like they deserve more money or they need more money just to feel like somebody cares that they're doing a good job. But when they really think about whether or not they need more money, they might think more broadly about, well, maybe it's not the money that I actually need. I'm I'm thinking of money because that's the first thing that comes to mind about how I might be recognized. But at the end of the day, there might be other things that are missing from my job that might be more important that this measure forces mm-hmm. people to think a little bit harder about. Yeah, I agree. Because I think it's always easy to say you want more money. Yeah. Like everyone wants more money. Right, right. right. It's just a very like simple question. Yeah. Yes, obviously, give me more money. I'd be happy with more money. But when you think about it a little bit more deeply, money might not be the only factor. And I think wording it in that way makes it seem like, okay, well, no, I actually don't need more money to take care of my loved ones in the way I'd want to. Right. Yeah. So I yep. think that there's um, some nuance that the, those items bring in that maybe we haven't been asking when we just have been asking about pay in yeah. more typical ways. Yeah. And I also think like uh, we're just taught to negotiate for money. Right. So it's like, you mm-hmm. you get used to thinking along those lines without really thinking hard about like is that what I actually want like when I was with my previous employer like I got to a point where I just knew I needed to get out of there and people were like oh well maybe if you get another offer and you get more money but it's like 
there's not at, at some point there's not anything anyone can do to fix it like money does it so it it was like yeah I could negotiate for more money but what does that really do you know what I mean like it's not fixing <laughs> the actual problem that I'm having which is not related to money um right so yeah so um so that's one and then there are two more left one is mm -hmm. um satisfaction with impact of your job on your family so it's a little bit different than work family conflict they're basically asking am I satisfied with the way that my job impacts my family as I define family um the way that my job impacts those who are most important to me in life and the benefits of my job to my family or others who are important to me so basically asking what's comprehensively the way that this job impacts their life and am I happy with that Mm -hmm. so that can get to all sorts of things as you're defining it yourself right so it could be long hours am I not spending enough time with people um it, that could actually even get towards the money thing right yeah. do I not have enough money to cover the expenses that I have or um am I not able to pick up kids from school because I don't have flexibility in my hours so it kind of gets at a lot of different factors in a very simple way yeah yep and I also think it makes people think less about like do I feel like my my own work and life are conflicting based on my preferences? But it also takes you out of it and says, you know, are the people around me that I love happy with how I'm showing up or how this job actually mm -hmm. impacts their ability to live a happy life? And how do I feel about that? Which is kind of a different sort of question, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. So it'd be like, okay, would my partner think I'm spending enough time with them? Right. Yeah. Not just me. Yeah. But is, have I heard complaints from that person? Yeah. You know, yep. have I heard complaints from my partner about the fact that I'm not able to pick up the kid from school when they're sick right. on a random Tuesday? Yep. Um, have I heard complaints, you know, or from, well, I can't really hear complaints from your dog, but like, <laughs> yeah. has my dog peed on the rug <laughs> right. a couple more times than maybe they should have because I haven't been home in time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it also causes you to think about, you know, am I present? Am I actually showing up for the people that care about me? And how would they answer this question? You know, which is, again, a really different way of thinking about that than just, you know, do I perceive this as a conflict? So, um, yeah. so yeah, I like that conceptualization. And then the last uh, one is satisfaction with the impact of your job on your life from a comprehensive, like holistic perspective. So how your job fits with a good overall life as you define it, how your job contributes to your life um, overall, and the way that your job makes your life good. So thinking about how do you define a good life and is your job helping you get there or not? Right. So then you it makes people think about, again, life more broadly. So am I getting to go to the workout classes I want to go to? Am I getting to... Um, make that impact that I want to make in the workplace. I mean, yeah. it, that's like, it seems like it's very, very broad. So it kind of encompasses some of the other things they measured, mm -hmm. but um, how, you know, am I living the life I want to be living? Am I happy where I am overall, not just in the job itself? And I like that. I think that we, like the two of us have really talked about workplace wellness in that way as well, that, you know, work, being happy in your workplace is great, but how does it impact your overall well-being in your broader life? Yeah. And I feel like they're taking a very similar perspective where your job doesn't just impact your job or that time where you're in work and that's it. Like it does have an impact from your overall life perspective because it is a big part of your life and, you know, the money from it is what pays for your life. Like yeah. everything else kind of impacts your life. So it is a huge part 
of your overall life satisfaction. Yeah. So it makes sense to think about it so broadly that what is that job doing to impact the life that I'm leading? And is that a positive thing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that these items really help you to think about what is the life that I want? What's the life that I want that my family wants? Um, what creates comfort and meaning and happiness for us? And what is the extent to which the job is contributing to that overall sense of happiness and meaning that I have in life, as opposed to thinking about like, am I happy when I'm doing a task or do I generally feel pleasant when I'm interacting with my coworkers or do I generally feel happy with the structure of the organization? Those are all still important, but it gets you to think broadly about like in my life, in the grand scheme of my life, how does this job fit in and is it contributing positively to my life or not? It's so interesting. I'm really curious to see what research comes out of all of this. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about research on job satisfaction um, and now there's a new measure, like people that use that measure. I'm so curious to see how that ends up um, changing some of the research or what new learnings are going to come of it yeah. now that somebody's developed this type of measure. Totally. And because it's brand new, there's so much time for people to be able to use it and build on it. So I'm excited too. And I think that, you know, for folks out there that are interested in measuring something like this in their own workplace, it would be really cool for you to see if you've been doing traditional satisfaction surveys or traditional engagement surveys and, you know, you haven't been able to move the needle on it or you, you know, feel like you still don't really understand what people want because you put things in place, but it's not having the impact that you want. It might be worthwhile trying to ask questions like these to see if you get different kinds of responses and those different responses might lead you to different ways of addressing problems that you didn't know existed in this way. Um, so I think it's uh, kind of a cool idea to also take stock in your own company and ask these kinds of questions and see what kind of answers you get. Yeah, agreed. I think you can do that at a leadership level or HR, you know, running engagement surveys, but then also as a, in a team setting as well. Um, you know, if you're managing a team, you can definitely bring this in and, and talk to people about these types of concepts or even survey the team if they want to keep it um, anonymous. They can always just keep their own responses and then have conversations around it. Like if you you answer these questions, what do you think about the meaning of this job? Like what would you want to see in terms of meaning and, mm -hmm. and building up your team around these ideas that they're happier overall and really – I mean I can imagine that if you – if everything in this survey is positive, right? You feel that you're making an impact. There's some sort of purpose behind your what you're doing. Your family is impacted positively. Your life is impacted positively. You're growing. Obviously, you're going to be way more committed to right. a job like that. Right. And I think that type of commitment is going to be much stronger than the type of commitment we see with just typical job job satisfaction. Yeah. And I'm, it'll be nice to see how that plays out in the research over time. But just based on the types of questions, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. So it'd be great if you're able to think about this yourself, but then also if you're leading a team or if you have any influence over others and like what their jobs look like, thinking about this for those people so that you can make a huge impact on their life by trying to build out jobs that are more meaningful, that have more purpose and that really do impact their life in positive ways. Yeah, totally. I agree. So yeah, if you're an individual, you might want to look through the items and think to yourself, how much does my job address these kinds of things and it might help you to assess what your next move might look like or things that you didn't think of uh, to to actually focus on in making your own work life better. You could, if you 
trust your manager. You could bring it to your manager and say, found this interesting work and we might want to start thinking about things differently. Um, and then if you're a manager, of course, asking those questions about your team, if you're a senior leader asking the questions about the organization, it might just lead you down a path that, um, you know, when you ask different questions, you get, when you ask questions differently, you get different answers. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're discovering something that hasn't been there before. It's always been there. It's just that now you are, have the opportunity to better understand it and to, you know, you can't, you can't predict something unless you understand what drives it. And so this gives an opportunity to understand new drivers of well-being that, you know, we haven't been able to capture so far. I'm excited. Yeah, to see me all too. This goes. Me I think too. it's great. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. Of course. Of course everyone did because I loved it. So, <laughs> so they have to. Me, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they have to. They have to love yes, it. Um, did. Well, we'd love to hear from all of our listeners. You know, what do you think about this concept? Um, does it make sense to you? Or have you seen engagement surveys that cover some of these things? Or um, maybe are you thinking about how you can change those engagement surveys to get to know your teams and organization a little bit better? Let us know. You can find us um, at workerbeing.com. You can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. And you can contact us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at workerbeing. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.